Well, bless you. We're so glad you're here. We just finished last week talking about victory. Have you started stepping into victory? God's a God of victory. It's time for us to start stepping into it. It's time for us to start claiming it. If you're coming on Wednesday nights, the Lord is revealing to us through his word how when we line up with him and receive him and start walking in it, we can start claiming we have a rightful claim to his blessing. A rightful claim. <clears throat> we are an we are a heir. We are an heir. We we have rewards coming. And it is our rightful claim to ask for them and to and to receive them now, not not in heaven. In heaven, yes, we will receive, but we are to receive now. There are treasures stored up in heaven for us to receive now. And uh, it's important that you know his word and that you start claiming them and you start speaking them. Well, a big part of today and where I want to go, where we're going as a church is how to step on into this victory and how to start to access this victory. It's easy to get up here and just talk about things and say what the word of God says, but then learning how to apply it is a whole nother battle, isn't it? We can know the right things to say. We can even say them, but if we're not doing them or don't know how to do them, what do we do? And what we want to look at starting today is, is the blood of Jesus relevant today? We talk about it. Well, you know, sometimes we might even get a little weirded out about it. We're going to take communion this morning. And you know what? It is something to think about. It's not something just to do out of tradition or out of ritual or out of religion. It's something to change your life. Taking communion in the blood of Jesus is a life changer and it's not a one time deal. It's a lifestyle. And we need our lives to change. We are not, we are not, uh, our, our, our future is not defined by our circumstances. The problem is we allow them to be. And we allow ourselves to become victims to our circumstances and start crying out, why God? And God says, I have the answer. You've just got to go get it. It's there. I have it for you. And let me tell you, 99.999% of every answer that you have is in the blood of Jesus. I, I, let me just rephrase that. 100% of every answer that you have is in the blood of Jesus, is in the cross, is in his provision. Everything you need, every provision that you need, every breakthrough that you need comes at the cross. Walking in victory through the blood, through the power of the blood of Jesus. How do you handle adversity? How do you deal with pressure, with opposition, with disappointment, with depression, with rage, with denial, with fear? These are, are common feelings for the believer and the unbeliever. Not just unbelievers have these feelings. There must be a way to gain victory over these struggles that we face in life. And surely Jesus' sufferings, his crucifixion, his resurrection did more than just rescue us from an eternity in hell. Which was good enough. If that's all we got, if we had to sit here and suffer here on this earth the rest of our 80 years or so, so that we would have a future in heaven. Let me tell you, that's enough. But that's not all. What he provided for us was not just a ticket to heaven. The blood of Jesus is more than a ticket to heaven. 
when the conditions are met, Christians can apply the blood of Jesus to your everyday life and witness its full effect. So if y'all don't mind, if y'all got your Bibles, turn with me to Revelation chapter, uh, Revelation chapter 12. This is one of those you need, uh, you need in your car, you need on your, uh, in your bathroom. And we're going to start at the end. We're going to start at Revelation. And it speaks of this great end time conflict. And there is so much going on in this, at the end of this present age, in this conflict. Look at what all's going on right here in Revelation. Number one, heaven and earth are involved. Right here at the end, heaven and earth are involved. Who else are involved? The angels of God are involved. Who else? Satan and his angels are involved. And finally, God's believing people on earth are involved. Everyone's involved. Everyone's involved. Thank God the victory goes to his people. Thank God the victory goes to God and to his people. It describes how the people of God on earth here play their part in obtaining that victory. It's a statement made by angels, but it's made about the believers on earth. Revelation chapter 12, verse 11 says, And they, who? Us. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb. And overcame who? Satan. And we overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our or their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the death. The word they referred to here refers to you and me. We have the power, the ability to overcome Satan. Every time. 100% of the time. If Satan overcomes you, it's not because of God. The him is Satan. That shows clearly that there can be direct conflict between us and Satan. It's real. Satan's real. And you can have battles here on earth with Satan. There's no one else in between. They overcame him. Do you see that? We don't need a go-between. It's already been done. The go-between is done, provided, finished, sitting, sitting on the table, ready for your accessing. How did they overcome him? By the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And it also mentions what kind of people they are. They're totally committed. They're totally committed. That's the only kind of Christian that frightens Satan. A totally committed Christian. When the Bible says they did not love their lives to the death, it means that staying alive wasn't their number one priority. Priority number one was to do the will of God, regardless of what that meant. There comes a time in your life when you have to make a decision. Am I going to do it God's way or not? What choice are you going to make? And let me tell you, it's a daily decision. It's not something you just get up and say, okay, I'm ready, God, and I'm going to do it today. And I'm never going to come back to this point. You know, nope, you're going to be back to it in a, in a few minutes. 
you better get ready to say it over and over. I've told you in my testimony before that my life didn't change until I started, a couple things started. I started reading the Bible every day and I started praying that his kingdom would come and his will would be done over my life regardless of what that meant. And I had no idea what that meant. I wasn't in ministry. I didn't know what it meant. I just knew that that was a step I needed to take. And I've got to do it every day. It's a choice I've got to make every day. And I want you to know the moment that my heart completely turned, the Lord finally had, a, had someone he could work with. You overcome Satan when you become completely committed to God. If you're on the fence, if you're just kind of playing a game, Satan's going to continue to beat you up. But when you totally commit to God. Now, let me rephrase this. You're not totally committing to defeating Satan. You're totally committing to God. There is no totally defeating Satan without totally committing to God. Defeating Satan is a byproduct. It's not the prize. It's not the goal. The goal is totally committing to God. In your decisions, in your walk, in everything that you do. They didn't love their lives to their death. The most important thing is to be faithful to the Lord. First John chapter two, verse seven. It says the world and its desires pass away, but the man who does the will of God lives forever. What happens when you unite your will to God's will in total commitment? What happens when we, when our will and God's will completely unite? Number one, you become unsinkable. You will not sink. Amen. Are y'all with me? Number two, you're undefeatable. You may fall down. But you will not be defeated. You may you may have some bumps in the road. But victory is in your path. You're unshakable. You can't be shaken from the foundation that you're on. And then finally, living and dying is secondary. Whether you live or die is secondary importance. But you cannot be defeated. What does it mean to overcome Satan by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony? We overcome Satan when we testify. Catch this now. We overcome Satan when we testify what the blood of Jesus has done in our lives. We, when we testify what the blood of Jesus does for us. Let's look at an example of the Old Testament, the Passover ceremony. This is from Exodus chapter 12. If y'all got your Bibles, turn with me to Exodus chapter 12. Here, through a sacrifice of a Passover lamb, God provided total protection for the people of Israel. But they had to do a few things to ensure this protection. Are y'all with me? Exodus chapter 12, verse 21. It says, then Moses called for all the elders of Israel and said to them, pick out and take lambs for yourselves according to your families and kill the Passover lamb. Verse 22. And you shall take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the dip it in the blood that is in the basin and strike the lintel and the two doorposts with the blood that is in the basin. And none of you shall go out of the door of his house until morning. Verse 23. For the Lord will pass through to strike the Egyptians and. And when he sees the blood of the lentil and the two 
and on the two doorposts, the Lord will pass over the door and not allow the destroyer to come into your house and to strike you. Verse 24, and you shall observe this thing as an ordinance for you and your sons forever. Now, I want you to catch something. Each father, each father had to choose a lamb for his family. Each father had to sacrifice the lamb and catch the blood in the basin. The blood was very precious. None of it was to be spilled from the ground. So many times we're praying to God, God, would you just do this for me? Would you do this for me? And the Lord says, no. Fathers, you, I have given you the instructions for success. Now you walk this out. You have to go and get the lamb. You have to follow my word to the T. If you do this, you'll be safe. If you don't, your firstborn's going to die. Do you see that God has us play a part? We have things that we have to do. And part of what this scripture from uh, Revelation twelve eleven is... Our ability to overcome Satan heavily lies on God, Jesus and his blood. But we have to appropriate it by us speaking our testimony. The overcoming doesn't happen until we begin to testify. The Lord has instructions for total victory. We want free will. As people, we want to be able to make our own choices. But with that free will means we get to choose life or death. And the Lord says, if you'll choose life, I will provide for your every need. At every turn. Every time. But if you don't. You, you come outside of that protection. And then you want to blame God because of what's happened. Can you see this? Our overcoming is all because of Jesus, but now we have to we have to do something. We have to speak. We have to speak. There is power in your speaking. Even with the lamb slain and the blood simply in the basin. Even the father's now done everything right. He's gone and gotten the lamb. He's gotten the basin and caught the blood. It's still not enough. His firstborn is still on the pathway to death. Right? Are you with me? It's not done. What else has to be done? The fathers were required to transfer the blood to the door. Now we've got to get that blood out. What is this a picture of? Us speaking, us pleading the blood of of Jesus. Do you know that when you have a situation and you finally stop and come to God and say in the name of Jesus, I plead the blood of Jesus over my family. What's happening? You are accessing the blood and you are sprinkling it on the door and the lintel. I am testifying according to the blood of Jesus what the blood of Jesus does. And all of a sudden a wall of protection will come up that Satan cannot get through. Now, we're not done. The father, the father had to kill the lamb. 
the father had to catch the blood. And then the father had to take a branch, take a take a twig, dip the dip it down in there and start sprinkling it on on the walls. Right. And on the lintel. Then what had to happen? They had to stay inside. Why? Because behind the blood is the protection. We can do everything right and still step outside of God's kingdom. We can say the right things. We can go to church. We can lift our hands. But if we do not inhabit, if we do not live inside the the protection of the walls of the blood, we're still exposed. You may say, Pastor, that sounds impossible. No, nothing that God, no instruction that God gives us is so hard that we can't do it. God knows better. God knows what we're capable of and what we're not. And the things that he calls us to do, we are well and able to do it. So, accessing the blood, sprinkling the blood, now we've got to get our, you know what? We've got to get our family. It was the dad's calling to round the family up. It doesn't say they got to like it. Doesn't even say they got to have a good attitude about it. The dad just needs to do his part and get him inside the house. Fathers, can you see how big a job we have? My intention going through the blood of Jesus is not to charge the fathers again, but fathers, be charged. Da 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 da. We've got to stay. It's outside the blood is where we're unprotected. Now, let's see if we can relate this to us in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. That Christ the Lamb is our Passover who was sacrificed for us. The blood is in the basin now. 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7. It says, Therefore, purge out the leaven that you may be a new lump, since you are truly unleavened, for indeed Christ our Passover was sacrificed for us. We don't have to go out here and slaughter a lamb anymore. The blood has been provided perfectly. Do you remember the blood in the basin does not protect anybody? We're in the same situation as Israel. We have to get the blood from the basin to the place where we live. Then we're protected. Provided that we are obedient and on the doorpost and the lintel, we apply it to our lives. So how do we get it? How do we get the blood from the basin to where we live? Do you remember? They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. When we overcome Satan, we testify personally to what the word of God says the blood of Jesus does for us. And in the context of this word, I know we want to think testimony might be our salvation experience. It's not. This word here, testimony, is not referring to the whole story of how you became a Christian. It's simply saying a few words according to scripture. It is applying the word of God and the blood of Jesus to your situation. It's not that every time you want to become. Well, you've got to overcome a situation with God. You've got to I've got to go back to when I was five years old and tell the devil about how I was saved. No, he knows. He, He already knows that. 
My situation is when I'm up against a struggle, do, can I find scripture and can I apply the blood of Jesus to that every single time? I overcome Satan by the blood and by God's word. God's testimony through me. God's testimony in me. I want you to know, no matter what you are facing, you can overcome. You can overcome drugs. You can overcome addiction. You can overcome a bad marriage. You can overcome a bad job. You can overcome bankruptcy. You can overcome. Are you an overcomer? Are you a Christian? Then you're an overcomer. You're an overcomer by the blood of the lamb and by the word of the testimony. Hebrews chapter three, verse one. Hebrews chapter three. Verse one says, therefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, consider the apostle and high priest of our confession, Jesus Christ, Jesus is the high priest of our confession. Confession literally means saying the same as. For us as believers in the Bible in Jesus Christ, confession means that we say the same with our mouths as God says in his word. We make the words of our mouth agree with the word of God. And Jesus is the high priest of our confession. I want you to catch this. No confession, no high priest. Do you see that the high priest comes into effect with our confession? Our speaking. Our speaking according to God's word is where our protection is. We overcome Satan by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony. I feel like I've just lost you. Can I encourage you again? I feel like we may have hit a point where, well, pastor, I'm terrible at memorizing scripture. I'm terrible at remembering. I'm not gifted in that area. I don't know scripture. I don't know that I ever will know scripture. You know, God never says, don't make cheat notes. What does he say? He says, write it down. Write it down everywhere. Talk about it going where you're going. Talk about it on your way home. Talk about it sitting at the table. That's why I've given you my word. Moses had to have it written down twice. God doesn't mind a cheat note. How many knows that if you write it down, you'll remember it better anyway? And write it down again. Pastor, I don't know the scripture for this situation I'm in. Great. Let's find one. Let's write it down. Let's get this thing down so that we can attack where we are. My wife is great at this. All around our house are things written down according to his word. Are you wanting to share something? Please. You know, I, as Pastor Paul's been talking this morning, and we don't usually talk about 
you know, what he's going to preach on, but I can't get out of Revelation 12 as he's been preaching this whole time because um, that Revelation 12 about overcoming, you know, there was a, a picture of a war in heaven. And, you know, what keeps coming to me is that we're called to be warriors. Um, we're, we have to stand up and be warriors, and we have to stand up and overcome. And um, I, I just want to back up and, and read a little bit about that war in heaven. And it's, it's Revelation twelve seven where it talks about Satan being thrown out. And it says, And a war broke out in heaven, and Michael and his angels fought with the dragon. And the dragon and his angels fought. So there was Michael and his angels, and then there was the dragon, which is Satan, and his angels. And it says, but they did not prevail. And the they there was um, Satan and his angels. And it says, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. This is about Satan falling out of heaven. Um, So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old, called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. That's what he does. He deceives the whole world. This is why it's so important that I teach my children all the time that Satan is the father of all lies. He's out to deceive the whole world. That's what he does. <clears throat> and it says, this is, this is where we've got to learn that we're warriors. It says, um, Okay, the serpent of old called the devil who deceives the whole world that he was cast to the earth. That's where he went. And his angels were cast out with them. So he went to the earth. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come for the accuser of the brethren. That's Satan, the accuser of the brethren who accused them before God day and night has been cast down and they overcame him. By the blood of the Lamb, this is they, this is Michael and his angels, they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony, and they didn't love their lives to death. And it says, therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, and woe, and woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath. Because he knows that his time is short. So guess what? There's a war. There's a war. And you know what? We got to stand up and be warriors. And I'm going to tell my little story. And I'm sorry, I'm going to be done. But let me tell you something. I was watching uh, a movie. And, and it was a totally secular movie. But it was, it was uh, Alice in Wonderland. The new version with the Johnny Depp in it. And do you know that that woman, this beautiful girl... This beautiful, long, blonde, beautiful girl is sitting there, and she's got to go fight this huge Jabberwocky. If you've seen it, you're going to know my language here, but this, like, big beast. And um, she doesn't want to do it. I don't want to do that. I can't do that. But you know what? In that movie, and I think this relates to where we are, she remembers who she is. She remembers that she is her father's daughter. I am my father's daughter. And you know what? I can do it. I can do it. And you know, that woman, she gets up and she puts on this armor, this beautiful blonde, long headed woman with all this armor. 
She goes and she slays that thing. She goes after it. And you know what? That's where we've got to remember that we overcome. We've got to take the example of Michael and his angels who overcame by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. And they didn't love their lives to death. They overcame. And you know what? We can be overcomers, but we got to decide to do it. We got to decide that we know who we are in Christ. Who am I in Christ? And I can overcome. I can overcome. And you know what? The war's on. And you know what? I'm going to go put on that armor. I'm going to go do it. Glory. Yeah, uh-uh. Amen. Would the ushers come forward? We're going to start to get ready for communion, and I'm still going to I'm still going to speak. But ushers, we all deal mind to come forward and go ahead and start handing out the elements. We have to make His words agree with our mouth. We have to speak out according to His word. Let me well, let me warn you: your words have no power. His words have total power. Without our conscious, intentional agreement with God's word, Jesus cannot represent you before God. Until we apply the the blood and get it out of the basin, we are unprotected. Matthew chapter 12, verse 37 says, For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Your words make or break you. There is eternal power in the words that you speak. James says that the tongue is the same as the rudder on a ship. Even though the ship may be tons and tons of metal and hundreds of feet long, it is controlled by this little bitty rudder. But it determines exactly where it'll go. And our words will determine the course of our lives. Don't sell yourself short. God holds you in high regard. He has invested his son's blood in you. When you criticize yourself, you are criticizing God's handiwork. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Speak positively over yourself, saying good things, building yourself up, not tearing it down, stepping into the battle and say, I am my father's son. I am my daughter, my father's daughter. My daddy is the king. He has shed his blood for me. And Satan, you shall not prevail over me or over my family. I speak according to your word and not according to the world. Now, in the name of Jesus, Satan, you be removed. The word of our testimony is the means of applying the blood of Jesus to the place where we live. 
before you can on, before, but you can only testify what the word of God says about the blood of Jesus when you actually know what the word of God says about the blood of Jesus. So one essential requirement is that you know his word. There's seven ways in which the New Testament reveals that the blood of Jesus works for us. And this is where we're going to pick up next week. Number one, it's redemption. Number two is cleansing. Number three is justification. Number four is sanctification. Number five is life. Number six is intercession. Number seven is access. As we prepare our hearts for communion. Church, I, 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 for lack of a better term, I beg you, I, I call you. To take this ritual, this tradition, this godly, this by the word of God, by the word of God um, form in a different way today. In a different way today. This is not this is not a little cup of juice and a little chiclet of bread. This represents the body and the blood of Jesus. This represents your covenant that you made with the Lord and that he made with you. I encourage you today to speak out of your mouth. Lord, I apply the blood of Jesus to my life. And Father, I ask you to help me. Help me to know your word and how to speak your word in my situations. And Lord, when I speak according to your word, I ask you for victory. That is not pulling a slot machine. That is coming to the word of God, applying the word of God and expecting a result. And do you know what that is? That's faith. And the Lord responds to faith. He responds to his word. He responds to Jesus's blood. What you've just done is you've taken your way out of the picture and you've applied his way. Now, this is just a one shot deal that we're doing right at this moment. But it is something that you have to do at every moment of your life is apply the blood of Jesus to your situations. Can we do that? It says, for I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And in the same manner, he took the cup after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let's take just a moment as Miss Tammy plays and try to come clean before the Lord. Try to reveal your sin to the Lord. Try to confess your sin. We'll wait about 30 seconds. And then we'll take these elements together. Right where you stand, right where you sit. Make a move to the Lord.
Father, I thank you that as we confess our sin, Lord, that you cleanse us. Part of the blood's, uh, the blood's provision is cleansing. Wash us clean, Lord. As we step out today, we step out clean. Now, Lord, help us to apply the blood of Jesus to our lives. We thank you for the blood. We thank you for the body. And we remember you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Victory, breakthrough, hallelujah. Ushers, you may be seated. Guys, if you guys have a prayer need today, we don't want to miss this opportunity. We all stand up with me and those that are ministering, come on down forward. Maybe you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you just need breakthrough in, in health or in finances or just in your life. Step out this morning. Step out this morning in faith. And let's believe together. There are people down here that are ready to believe with you according to his word for your breakthrough in Jesus name. Amen.